everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. I am Jamie, one of your hosts, uh, here with my husband. Mark? Hello. Hi. I, that was, I didn't know when to come in. <laughs> right there. It's perfect. Right there. Awesome. Um, first of like, all... I feel like there was a joke there that we could have made, but it would put us in a category of podcast that would be unnecessarily adult. Yeah, and it's not that type of podcast. What kind uh, of podcast is it? Oh, coffee and wrestling podcast. And coffee is something we don't talk about very often, and I would like to take a moment to talk about that. Now, we do drink coffee. We do every drink time, coffee, Every time course. we've recorded one of these podcasts, we have had coffee in front of us. I think the only time we didn't was uh, when we did the hard, hard, not hardcore justice. Hardcore extreme rules, justice. The extreme rules pay-per-view <laughs> is like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we weren't going to be drinking coffee then, but. Um, we thought of coffee. We do. And right now I want to talk about something. It's a new coffee that we've tried and it is from Cameron's. Fancy, huh? I mean, the kid that I used to hang out with in like high school. Oh, man. He's got like super long hair and like a huge beard. That's weird. I don't think he makes this coffee, but um, <laughs> at any rate, it's a toasted southern pecan or pecan. Pecan. Depending on what part of the country you're from. Well, what is it to you? Pecan or pecan? Uh, pecan. I don't. Pecan pie. Now that I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't really tell or remember. Well, here, read read the bag. Cameron's, I don't know, you're moving the bag too much. Southern, toasted southern pecan. Pecan. I guess pecan, yeah. All right, well, there you go. Pecan pie. The mystery of the pecan, I don't know. <laughs> and h- how do you feel about it? Pecans? The coffee. Um, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it, to be honest with you. It's not that it's bad, really. Like, it tastes good, but it, honest to God, tastes like I, because I drink my coffee black. I don't have a, I don't add sugar. I don't add cream. I don't add nothing. It's good. So you're like a good neutral person to try a coffee. But see, I, I disagree because I, I'm so used to super bitter coffee because okay. I drink it black. And this was like anti-bitter. It, it was like <laughs> it was like I dumped your coffee out that has creamer in it. Yeah. And, and then, use the cup and use the cup. And it just tasted too much like pecans. It smelled like the second you opened it up, like the whole kitchen and living room. Oh, it smelled wonderful. Smelled. It tasted wonderful. Like it yeah. really did taste good. But my personal preference for an everyday uh, nah. coffee. Nah, no, nah. but it was good. Yeah, it's good. It's good because this is putting us on a journey to wondering, you know, is Walmart coffee the <laughs> best everyday coffee? And I'm, I'm still right back at square one. We've tried two new ones. They were good. I don't think it is. I right now I I'm still that, I'm still on my Walmart coffee and I say that and I usually I drink I bring a thermos of coffee to with work with to me every morning and my thermos is 32 ounces okay so I drink actually it's more than that because I drink my entire thermos plus my travel mug that I fill up before I leave so I drink like three quarters of a cup or a pot of coffee every morning and it's usually the Walmart great value red color brand coffee I don't have very high standards so. I don't remember where I was going with this. Yeah. But I just don't have high standards for coffee. But I, I feel like that's for the best bang for your buck so far, too. Oh, 100%. I love it. You I know, absolutely love it. We've but bought, I, like, what? How big are these bags? I just don't think that this coffee, the one that I drink consistently, is the best that there is. I Maybe think not the best there is, but the best we've we've compared it to Best so everyday far. coffee? Still, I yeah. think it's missing a little bit. It's still feel, I feel like it's lacking. I feel like there could be more okay. flavor to it. Okay. Well, if you have a great suggestion that is not, I'm on the, I'm on the hunt. Great value. I'm on the hunt. <laughs> Every time, uh, the only, 
time I ever hear about coffee are like the eight podcasts I listen to, and they all promote the same. Uh, was it Panama Jack coffee? Panama pa- beans. I don't pa- know. Like Panicky last- Jack? No, not Panicky Jack. That's my new <laughs> Twitter handle. <laughs> I have to get that. Panama Jack? I think you can get that on Amazon. Oh, no, I know. We'll, we'll that's pick the it up next. coffee I know of. If that's, if that's the, the hardcore... Uh, I'm going to have to change the listing of this podcast from more than just wrestling at this point. The hardcore coffee and wrestling? Hardcore coffee enthusiasts? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers with coffee beans markered on the back of their hand? <laughs> oh, okay. X caffeine X. For sure. Thou shalt not partake in Damn, decaf. I don't know if that's a good straight edge coffee hardcore name or not, but yeah. I'm going to have to get that one. I mean... I'm on a tangent tonight. I'm sorry. If you were straight edge, like, true, true, Hard, true straight no, no. edge. Okay, there's straight you, edge in, uh, where I'm pretty sure coffee's still okay, yeah. but then there's hardline where you can't have anything that alters. Uh, but they're like a stimulant. But they're like motherfuckers, like... You know, they're just as bad as those Jesus freaks. Like, no, I'm going to let the cancer be taken care of by God. Mm-hmm. If God doesn't take care of it, I was meant to die. The hardline motherfuckers like, no, nah, I got a headache. I'll just fucking man up through it and feel like I got a fucking ice pick in my eyeball for three weeks. So are they like anti-anesthesia? Yeah. yeah. A lot of those hardline dudes, those like, and, and it's, I'm not talking straight edge guys. I'm not talking even hardline dudes. Like I'm talking those extreme, extreme, too far, yeah. too far. Cause I mean, I've, I've heard of hardcore dudes. Like none of them have ever done drugs, but they've had surgery. I mean, what are they going to do? Say no to fucking anesthetic. Right. You know, or anesthesia. Like, no, I'm going to go through this cause I'm straight edge and I'm not going to have you not fucking knock me out when you cut out my kidney. Right. You know, but there's, there's dudes out there and, and, that take it to the next level to the too far of level and they're like nothing no caffeine no sugar no like but i mean you could say that same thing about some like health fanatics to where there's no sugar there's no caffeine it's all natural sure stuff like just people doing it way too way cool. too you hard be, you want to be a hardcore foodie hardcore edger whatever Ooh, that's a weird i don't want to be a hardcore edger that's a whole different that does sound weird <laughs> I think we need to get back to the wrestling because we've got. I'm on a like I said. I'm on a rip. We no, this is good. I've been away from a microphone for too long. <laughs> I'm letting all of you people know the stuff that I just mumble to myself in the garage when oh. my wife lets me go out there and sand wood. All right, so if we're just gonna get back to business, then let's uh, start off by talking about AEW Rampage. AEW is boy, they are really throwing their their division around quite a bit i'm really enjoying what they're it's doing. been great i i gotta be honest there was a time i would say probably about six to eight weeks so i was like man there's like nothing going on yeah there's not really any storyline not that there's a lot of great storyline right you now know, but the only storyline that was happening was behind the scenes yeah for real it was just like just slowly building up to what it is now and and it's just been between the two wwe and aew have just been really entertaining shows I feel like Dynamite, for a while, it was more entertaining to see how they were going to carry the news of all the stuff that was happening behind the scenes every week instead of, like, actually what was happening. So reading the the dirt sheets all the way up until Dynamite, like, oh, my God, all this stuff is going to happen. What are they going to do? Right. And then it shows up, and it's like, oh, my God, they did that. That's great. Now it's back to the dirt sheets for two more days until until Rampage. What are they going to do now? Oh, they did that. They put him. They let him win. Like mm-hmm. it was. I felt like it, AEW was more exciting outside of Dynamite and Rampage 
than it was actually watching it. Right. And now it's gotten back to that point where it's it's evened back out and the, the they, entertainment they, has prevailed. They really righted the ship. They like really They did. They took their their they and I mean the belts they're, and they're they still moved dealing on. some some they're still dealing with some shit with Andrade, but they I I really felt like these both Dynamite and Rampage this week was just really good. Yeah. So how did uh, Rampage start off? We had Blackpool Combat Club. They like to on... start off with John Moxley, which again I love. You, it's a big draw. You get it's everybody great. watching in the beginning, get them interested, and yep. then ninety percent of the people are too lazy to reach over and touch the remote, and they don't change their channel and they just watch for the rest. Yeah, of it. but it's like a panic between SmackDown and Rampage. You oh, know, I you hate have it. About thirty-five seconds to switch it over, otherwise you miss. Especially when you're the first because we try live tweeting or we do live tweet both uh-huh. SmackDown and Rampage and Raw and yeah. Dynamite. So you have like a blink between the the promotions. Literally, we usually <laughs> usually Jamie will have Twitter up and I will have Twitter up and one of us will be tweeting about what's happening on SmackDown and the other person has their tablet up loading Rampage, yep. making sure we don't miss because it's literally like SmackDown like, oh, ends. No intros. You for... have like a twenty second window of where the credits yep. of Star Wars is rolling on. TNT to where you can tune in and yeah. watch. And Rampage always starts with like no introduction. No, and no, like, they oh, have here no we are. intros. They have There's four no, people in the ring, but they do it right. They instead of having the entrances of the of the first match, you know, on the show, they stream it to YouTube every time. So you probably right. you get like this little pre-show of what's going to happen mm-hmm. or why we're having this match. You get the the uh entrances of of everybody that's in it and then as soon as that bell rings they cut the feed and it goes to tv and i mean it's as soon as that bell rings they're they're walloping on each other and i mean this was you know you and i are kind of biased with this because butcher and the blade we're big andy fans Mm -hmm. we're big butcher and the blade fans but i'm also a really big fan of john moxley and claudio of course oh god yeah I, I I like I didn't really like John Moxley until I started watching AEW. Yeah, he's definitely NW, developed. AEW. He's he's definitely developed a lot in my eyes compared to Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, it's still it, it felt like Dean Ambrose was the capped off version of John Moxley. Very much so, and he's even admitted that. Yeah, he never got to be the full potential that he wanted Dean to be. PG, but Mox. here he really did. Yeah, PG Mox. Here he really has uh, shined. Like tremendously, he just signed a five-year extension. I was just about to bring uh, that up. His wife just got signed as an uh, announcer, right? Who she um, debuted on Dynamite. Yeah, which has been fantastic. Getting Renee has been just absolutely huge. One point of interest, though, uh, talking about PG Mox um, with his deal, and apparently subsequently with everybody in AEW, uh, supposedly Tony Khan has asked everybody to not participate at GCW. Which has been one of those brands that have always had AEW stars on top of some of the biggest indie stars. So it's just kind of interesting to see. I wonder if they're doing that to preserve the livelihood of their stars. I mean, that's my personal idea is that that's right. why, you know, they're like... Because John Moxley known... just dropped the title to uh, Nick Gage. Yeah, it was kind of unfortunate because they're like, oh, you know, John Moxley signed this exclusive deal. And that was before the match happened. So it was like, oh... Right, but again, well, that, know, was, John's gonna lose that wasn't Tony Khan dropping that news, though. That was Dirt Sheets dropping the knowledge. Right, it's so just if, unfortunate. Oh, yeah, of course. But So then, yeah, you found out that John is having a five-year extension, which is great. We've got him around for a while. I think he, I don't, was it an extension or was it a new deal? No, it was a new deal because oh, yeah, he was deal. rolling with a new, without a contract for a yeah. couple months. Yep, on a handshake deal, just like Cody was. Yep. Um, but I think John, he's also now uh, doing some type of training and coaching in the back. Yeah, he, he has some backstage 
uh, duties as well. Mm-hmm. He's not just going to be a performer, which could that mean that we're seeing the the beginning of the end of his title reign? I mean, putting him on, putting the belt on John Moxley and then having him run it for a little bit only to lose it to the next willing participant. I mean, that'd call, be fantastic. Call it a transitional champion, but it's a hell of a transitional champion. Oh, Who better I to do it than your great. top guy, one of your top guys in the company. Yeah, Ricky you Starks. <clears throat> Where's he been? He's he's training. Still recovering so from that, that powerhouse can, Hobbs match. Oh man. Both so, of them actually haven't really been on TV, which is right. unfortunate, but there have been a lot of trios. It's it's funny that there's a lot of people not on, but there's still a lot of people on TV. Yeah, exactly. They're just all doing different things. Yeah. They it feels like AEW strayed a little bit away from the one on one on the men's division at uh, least. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, unfortunately, but fortunately it, it gives some of the tag teams a lot of highlights. You it get does. a lot of, a lot of different fundamentals of wrestling sure which we find out later right in the main event so of course blackpool combat club took the win against butcher and the blade of course um, it was a great match butcher and the blade got some good time um i think the the beautiful thing they did even jr and uh tony shivani were sitting there talking about how good andy looked which is really cool uh butcher my bad and uh <laughs> and uh Who's this andy you speak yeah of? yeah andy williams um no, now you threw me off. Uh, the great thing about Blackpool Combat Club is that any member of that group, anytime you bring either a tag team or a singles competitor and have it up against somebody that's a part of the BCC, they're going to have a great match. And of the course. other person is going to be put over by the end of it. Of course. And another great thing, of course, in addition to all of that, is that you get William Regal. Right. You get William Regal on the commentating team. Lately, he's been flirting with Excalibur, which is just... He called him a what? A peach tart? Yeah. He called him a caramel cheesecake. A caramel cheesecake. That's right. <laughs> um, so all of those dynamics together, it's just like whoever you put them up against is just going to be over by the end. So, right. Uh, Butcher and the Blade looked absolutely fantastic, but of course it was going to go to Claudio and John Moxley. Uh, at one point, though, John Moxley, like the cameraman, just like was ready for it, and the, no, the ba- <laughs> he just scratched the absolute shit out of Blade's back, and the camera just like zoomed in on it. Overzealous with it. that zoom in, you felt it oh, yeah. though. It was so good. So Blackpool Combat Club picked up the win. Yes. Of After course. that, we see uh, Renee. What, oh, oh, real quick. Um, at the end. John picks up the mic, kind of talks. Him and Claudia go back and forth, and they kind of segue into the fact that um, John Moxley is going to be fighting oh, yes, Hangman yes. um, this Tuesday on Dynamite, special Tuesday time. Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday event. But it'll be in Cincinnati, John Moxley's home. Right. He claims that he is going to just walk down the street there. Yeah, he did say that. I'm just going to walk down the street. I'm going to take a hard left, and I'm going to be right there. Okay. John Moxley's walking in to the Cincinnati event. I, I see him as a walking person. I couldn't. He see He looks him. like a walker. I couldn't see him as a uh, a, a taxi cab or Uber. Mm, no, not an Uber. John Moxley's not the type of guy to have uh, apps on his phone. No. I don't think. No. <laughs> so following that, we had uh, an interview with Swerve in Our Glory, and this was just strictly to set up. I mean, it was just to set up animosity between sure. Swerve and Keith Lee, and uh, an opportunity for Swerve to be able to say, "Hey, I beat Daddy Ass." Daddy Ass. So. Good for Swerve. I mean, Good. he's only been there what seven months? I think he just said. Yep. Yep. 
Already has a title run. One of the best heels in the game. He's man, he is really making a name for himself in there. But he was a great heel he in the indies too. Yeah, he's Always phenomenal. Good. He's a, a personality that you just want to see. You want to mm-hmm. hear him talk. Oh yeah. Uh, when he talks about anybody, it's one of those people that's like, hold on, shh, we got to hear what he's saying. Right. Well, it's just super entertaining. So I don't know where they're going with this. Between him and Keith Lee, I feel like it's definitely going to break up and they're both going to go for their own singles run, which I think is definitely a good thing. I think it's due. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, the tag team was just formed kind of by accident, really. I know they tagged worked, for storyline and then people loved it and oh. just naturally put together. But I think it's it was like good cop, bad cop, you know? Yep. But I think now it's ran its course. They set that up and it's just like uh, Hobbs and, and uh, Ricky Starks. It's just <sighs> it's a good storyline between the two of them. It's it a, great a great way time. to break them up. It's but. Do you remember that time when, um, I think it was Tony Schiavone had an interview with Ricky and Will Hobbs? I don't remember where they were, but it was really cold and they were outside. Oh, he was wearing that fur coat? Yeah. What no, happened was... to the Will Hobbs that used to wear um, um, suspenders? Overalls. Yeah. Overalls, yeah. Overalls, Will Hobbs, that was nice. Mm, that was he's, a good time. He's, he's advanced. He's grown up. He's developed. Developed. Thank mm. you. Uh, we also had... 10 the real 10 i don't know what the sean spears <laughs> bullshit is but 10 had a promo with the rest of the dark order press 10 vance. press 10 vance uh where uh not andrade <laughs> jose, jose the, the assistant, assistant. Uh, uh interrupted which then uh pretty much led to <clears throat> 10 challenging roosh for a match yes so finally we're gonna see 10 i guess defend his mask after... defend himself yeah yeah he's really been you taking know? some shit i don't know why they're so interested in him. Like, I know why. I was going to say, you don't know why they're so interested but, in him. I think this is, might be an opportunity for Ten to lose the mask, but in a way that it wasn't like how Alan Angels lost his ma- mask. Alan Angels just one day showed up and was like, guess what? Yep. I don't have a mask anymore. Yep. And people were like, that's weird. And I don't think people ever dug him as much afterwards because he was like, just a dude. And yeah, but I think the problem was I know? think the problem was with his mask on, he was he was destined to never be known who that guy is. Unfortunate because I think he's phenomenal. And then we had a cameo from uh, Stu Grayson all of a sudden just we showing did, up, which is super super cool. In Love full, Stu in full Dark Order regalia. Yeah, like, he said, I'm from Canada, so of course I'd be here. Maybe he was just there to visit. There's no no reports on him yeah. being with AEW just again. Like a co thing might have just been. Know, hey, up. we're here. You're here. What's up? Yeah, you're part of the Dark Order. Real quick, I just want to talk some just like random shit and this has nothing to do with like jose the assistant as an AEW person but more as like an individual i just happen to be on twitter always uh tweeting on at caw wrestling pod on twitter nice nice you like that plug Plug, yeah okay so always on there on twitter and i happen to notice that somebody had asked you know who is your favorite up-and-coming wrestler who's bound to be a champion something like that who was this talking to um this was just somebody who had asked a question on twitter okay and Jose, the assistant, answered and said, Jungle Boy. And somebody said, hmm. you know, that's a very just forward answer. And he said, well, you know, with his win-loss ratios, with how well he performs, he's young. You know, it's pretty obvious that he's destined to be a champion, that which could... I thought was really interesting. That's his just personal opinion. Right, right. He's I mean, not you wrong. Never know. You never know. That might be, I mean, Jose, the assistant, I, I feel like he'd be really good with numbers. 
Yeah. And you never know. That might, that might also be a storyline set up, too. I know. It might be a, a, one of those tongue-in-cheek compliments slash, hey, we might be able to do something with this later. Because he might really feel that way. Because honest to God, like, Jungle Boy has, every time I've seen him, since we started watching AEW, I've been impressed with his matches. He's oh, yeah. never had a lackluster match. I mean, he's considered one of the pillars of AEW. And for, I'm, for good reason. Sure. I mean, so, yes, he's re- right in that regard, but... You never know. You got the that faction's always shopping the market for, you know, people to join them. Mm-hmm. So that might just be another thing for that too. I want to talk to your boss. Uh, well, he's not talking to anybody lately. <laughs> Sorry, he's uh, a little busy right now being at home. Okay, so was the <clears throat> Jericho Appreciation Society celebration up next? Yes, we had a celebration Fantastic. of. Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia's recent championship brotherhood. It was they, basically like a celebration for Daniel Garcia coming back. Right, you right. Know? But it was he's also, back with us. You it know, was just a, it was just Jericho a, won. It Ocho. was just a peak. Which I, by the way, I think this is kind of funny for what happened. Um, you've heard of peacocking, which is basically running around flaunting your your shit like your shit don't mm-hmm, stink, mm-hmm. and then who happens to come out in the middle of yeah. them talking all this trash, oh. but none other. Dalton Castle and the boys. Dalton Castle and the boys. So one cool thing about Chris Jericho having this ROH World Championship title is that he said that he's going to beat every ROH World Champion, which he did. He he beat. He's starting off with Brian Danielson. He beat him. He beat Bandito. Now, now, yeah, and now he's going after. Well, uh, he's not going after. Yeah, Dalton Castle's going after him. Dalton Castle's going. He challenged him to a match, and during us writing notes for this, I noticed in his promo that he said something to the effect of I broke my back for that championship. Yes. And I Googled it. I looked into it because Google's that's how we learn nowadays is we just Google things. (laughs) And I found out that in 2016, when he was the ROH world championship, he did sustain a, a broke his back outside of wrestling, but still wrestled with that injury to win the ROH world championship. So that man literally won the belt that Chris Jericho has around his waist. <laughs> Sorry, the coffee's done with a broken back. That's insane. Like not a like pulled muscle, not a no. like I, you know, my shoulders sore, a broken back. Absolutely. Which insane. put him out of out of wrestling for a good long little bit to heal. Yes. So, yes, he called Chris Jericho a naive, silly little goose. Oh, he called him so many things. <laughs> I really wish we should we should have had it prepped up because his promo, if you have not watched it, go on it on YouTube, go to AEW's uh, YouTube channel and find it. They have the promo there. It is there is just so much. I, I instantly, if you don't love Dalton Castle at the end of that promo, I don't know what kind of black-hearted human being mm-hmm. you are because he is like one of the most infectious human beings I've ever seen. Yeah. Every, I've only seen him wrestle three times and I have about shit myself every time he's wrestled. And the boys, I, I love They're the boys. Great. They're great. When the they best won thing. the six-man tag team championships Which they in just, ROH, they still have them. They, they do still a, have them? Okay. Yeah, they came out with them. Okay. Uh, they were flaunting them and uh, when... Peacocking the them? Entrance, yes. So if you are if you haven't seen anything with them, go back and watch that particular match. I think. Oh God, yeah, that was such a good match. Yeah, it was so good. That was at uh, Supercard of Honor, wasn't it? Yes, I believe yeah. so. So good, phenomenal. But yeah, that match between Chris Jericho and Dalton Castle for the ROH World Championship title will be Tuesday again. 
on Dynamite. And so I don't really, miss it. Set an alarm because I probably forget to. I really hope there's mo- more goose chants. Silly little goose. Goose, 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 goose. <laughs> uh, at one point, Chris Jericho told Dalton Castle that he was going to pluck every one of his peacock feathers <laughs> one by one. And for just one second, Dalton absolutely broke character. He, he played into it. He leaned into it and went with the like <laughs> laughing like I'm joking kind of laugh. Yeah. But yeah, for a split second, you could see his lips curl a little bit in a, a little bit of a giggle. Uh, following that, we had Nyla Rose take on Anna Jay for the... TBS championship. <laughs> I don't know why I, they even announced it. Like uh, you know, the ring. The, they said it was the interim. No, I said that. I uh, know. I think they said it too. No, I said that. They okay. The the ring announcer was like the. T- I've been told she's the TV or the self-proclaimed. That's what it was, the okay. self-proclaimed TBS yeah. champion. The match happened because Anna JAS was already in. Right. Of course, from... sought from a mile away. Of course, Nyla lost. But the no, Nyla won. I said Anna lost. Oh, I, th- I said Nyla right before you said lost. <laughs> no, Anna lost. Uh, but what was great was Vicky Guerrero then came in with a one and zero sign. Again, poking fun at Jade Cargill. Yeah. And then Jade Cargill's music hit. Finally. She comes out. And of course, I'm just looking at uh, at the TV screen thinking, why didn't she come out at the beginning? So she comes out with the baddies and then rocks the absolute shit out of the security guards. Well, I want to know why it took her a week <laughs> to find Nyla Rose. Yeah, I mean they're going to the same place, right? I, you're gonna tell me you're gonna <laughs> let her. You're just gonna be like, ah, oh, shit, she took my belt. Ah, next week, you bitch. Like, what? Yeah. You're just gonna let her go, and that's your belt. You're 39 and 0. That's like your. That's your whole shtick right now. Is you've been the only champion of that belt. You're the only one that's ever held that. You're on this huge winning streak, and you're just gonna let some bitch. Come up and snag your belt and run away, and that's yeah. how you're just going to leave it. And then you're, you're right. Why'd you wait till the end of the match? Why didn't you come in right off the bat? And why'd you send your little your cronies to go do it? Like uh-huh. I just, I don't think it was a good way to put off Jade. Like and no. especially like, and I'm not saying I want this to be like her to lose the the belt this way, but if you do it to where you like the 39 and one would be insane. Yeah. But to have her look this week. I don't know. It's weird. It was weird. I really, do, I really don't like what they're because it really did look like Jade. And then the way that that Nyla and them got away, they just snuck off behind them after Jade. Uh huh. They were out like all the taking out the guards. security guards. Yeah. It, and, and of course, Jade looks back, making sure that she's on time. But she looks almost directly at Vicky Guerrero running out of the way. You can't miss that when it's fucking no. Vicky Guerrero, right? Which, by the way, if you don't know who Vicky Guerrero is, please go look her up. Please. She's been a pain you, in our sides for like yeah. 20 years. You think she yells now? Oh, my God. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Excuse me. She must have been something back in the day. I mean, Eddie. For sure. I mean, you look at pictures of her and, you know, she was Vicky. I'm going to have to. Yeah. But, I mean, Eddie Guerrero's wife. You had she to be had a special Mrs. person. Partain haircut. Oh, uh, yeah. For <laughs> sure. For sure. Oh, shit. Shout out if you know who Miss Partain is. Yeah, right. Oh <laughs> yeah, she did. That like bird short hair spike haircut. on the hair. Oh man. I don't I think ever I don't think Miss Partain, even if she heard this podcast, would have any idea who the fuck I am. Do you think she's alive? Miss Partain? Yeah. She was one of our teachers in high school. Yeah, she's probably alive. <laughs> probably in like her sixties, seventies. Oh god. You think? That young? 
that young? God, I thought she was in the, her 60s when we were kids. No, she was no? like late 40s, early 50s. Oh, the God. Oldest. New tangent. Uh, you can check <laughs> us out on a new podcast where we talk about all of our high school teachers. Yeah. I don't remember much. That's uh, a whole teaching different. and podcast or teaching and wrestling. Teaching and wrestling. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Nyla somehow skirted away with Vicky Guerrero and retains the belt again with, um, you don't, you wouldn't know her, Marina Shafir. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stand her. You don't know me. I don't like her. You don't know me. Now, do, we, do they set up a match between uh, Nyla and... I really don't think so. I mean, we I'm sure it's going to happen. gear in November. I'm sure it's going to... Yeah. I think it's about a month from now, so... It's, we really got to get our dates together. Yeah, I know it's in November. I think it's the I believe of it's November 19th. Because I know Crown Jewel is November 5th. Cause it's yeah, it's two weeks birthday. after, which I'm always thankful for. When yeah. there's WWE and AEW pay-per-views in different weekends. Right. That's um, always So, nice. yeah, we got the Crown Jewel at the beginning of the month. And then two weeks later, we have AEW uh, full gear. So, maybe that's what they're gearing up for? Possibly. I mean, that's the only no thing that would make sense. It's the 40 and 0. It's the, mm-hmm. you know. Who knows? I don't. Maybe Dan Housen will win. Maybe. After that, we had uh, Ethan Page took on Isaiah Cassidy for not only Private Party's contract. Yeah, they already as, owned him. As well as Matt Hardy's contract. Being owned by the firm. By the firm. Uh, the firm just building a roster. Quite, and, uh, quite I, the roster. Isaiah Cassidy was easily handed a loss by Ethan Page, which it's so good to see Ethan Page finally getting some TV time mm-hmm. as Recogni- well as recognition. a push. Like he's, I don't know mm-hmm. what they're, I, I guess they're, at, um, Orange Cassidy versus Ethan Page would be amazing. Yes. Because so that's out. what he said was he wanted the, the All-Atlantic Champion. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Maybe that's full gear. Maybe. All Egon, Ethan, Ethan Page. But actually, to be honest <laughs> with ego. you, that ties into what happened after this match. Best Friends and Orange Cassidy challenged Death Triangle for the Trios mm-hmm. championship belt right after Orange Cassidy just beat Pac for the All-Atlantic belt. I actually think it was before. Because I think Pac still had the No, that was Dynamite. Because that's what they said. They said, he's got some gold. Now we we want some gold for everybody. Gotcha. Because they just that was on Dynamite that he won. Yeah. Awesome. So good! Oh my god, that match we didn't we didn't get a, a show we in for that one. We didn't get a chance one, to talk oh, about it, but wow. oh my god, go back and watch that if you haven't. They've been setting up for a while with Pac just uh, taking the uh, timekeeper's hammer, being a heel, and hitting people. He hit Orange Cassidy with it. He hit uh, Trent with it, Trent Beretta, and then that's how all this started was orange Cassidy was sick and tired of it. So when the match went down, pack went to go grab the hammer and good old Bryce is right. Stepped in. And he was like, nah, I know what happened last week. Not happening. Bryce is the man. So he was like, get out of here. At one point he comes back. Oh no. He got, he got another hammer. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, that's None other went. than, Dan Housen. Dan Housen stopped him, and then he got another hammer from under the ring. Yeah, Bryce told him no, and then somehow he still got it in there. Yeah, because it was there's a third one under the <laughs> ring. He grabbed it, went to hit Orange, and Orange gave him possibly one of the best Orange punches oh, that he has ever laid in the ring. The the that outside DDT was. I, just I don't know horrendous. if the crowd had like 
gone quiet for a split second and you heard that crack. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I know. And then he did it, what, two more times? Um, He had two DDTs and, yeah, the gnarliest orange punch I've ever seen. Yeah. It's a good match. Just watch it. But after that, we had Sean Spears and FTR taking on the Embassy, which is Brian Cage, which is the gate, which is the Embassy is Brian Cage and the Con Gates of Agony, which yeah, is Gates of Agony, Con, Con and Toliona. Right? Con yeah. Con and Toliona. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you why why are you denying I don't know about giant <laughs> greasy meaty Big, men? Meaty men. I've seen those Big, dudes work men. out and I pff, swear to God, if you would have walked in with me just in bed watching it on my phone, you would have thought I was watching gay porn of how <laughs> grunting there was. The shorts are so short. Oh, I love it. I love those dudes. Like, straight up. Yeah, you know me. Right. You're I'm, referring to Brian Cage and Gates of Agony. Yes, yes. Oh, I love FTR. and I've grown on Sean Spears. Yeah. Um, but 100%, those three as a tag team and as a stable, I love. Love me some big meaty men. But those are some of the biggest, yeah. the meatiest, and the most intense wrestlers. Yeah. And I love it. Especially when, Brian Cage. He's a huge. Absolutely. Like, like an, I, more than just a, like a, <laughs> a chunk of meat. He's a very yeah. athletic chunk of meat. He really, really is. And he's absolutely insanely strong. So and when happy they, to see him back on TV. Yeah, me too. Because when they announced that they were all going to be in ROH, I was like, that's super cool. We got to see them, you know, in pay-per-view action and Got to see a couple matches, but now it's like a common thing that they're coming out with FTR of all people. Right. So that was really cool to see FTR in action, of course, against them. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, Sean Spears did a great job. He got the win, but I feel like they really gave some time for to show off Brian Cage. Oh, yeah. He was in the ring for quite a bit. He got like and he, quite a few moments where it was just him like being able to. And it's good to see him on the mic as well. Crowd. Yeah, he, he's, he was he's not great. just a face. He's not just a, a dude that can do big moves. He's, you know, there's some personality. Granted, you and everybody's got to get used to these new the new wrestlers. We haven't seen Brian Cage in well over a year. So, I mean, you might as well consider him a new wrestler at this yeah. point. Um, but it's good to see like them giving the microphone to individuals like Dalton Castle, even sure. bringing him out and show, putting him on live TV, knowing that he's a draw, but putting him and just handing him a microphone and you're cutting a promo for the ROH world championship, mm-hmm. putting Brian cage out there and telling him to talk shit to the two tag, uh, uh, tag team champions of both ROH and IWGP. And unfortunately not anymore, but the triple they were at the time, triple a tag team champions. But I mean, it, it's good to see them, not just putting them in matches yeah. and having them wrestle and yeah. that's it. It's good to see them actually develop a personality and a character. Also, did they actually lose those AAA belts or yes. did we find out that it was just that the teams were finding out who the number one contender was to I thought fight them? I might have read that wrong. Yeah. So just fact-checked it. Complete cl- clickbait article. Uh, they earned... The worst, man. They earned a title shot. At the AAA Tag Team Champions at FTR. They did not lose the tag, tag team titles. The, uh, I don't even remember the name of them. I'm, I'm blanking right now because I'm so wrong. I'm ashamed. Um, but they aimed, or they aimed, they gained a title shot against FTR for the AAA Tag Team right. titles. So they are still the three champion. Yes, the they're three. Team. Yeah, they're three, three tag team championships. Still impressive. Um, From three different continents. Or uh, continents. Good lord. Titles. <laughs> three different countries. Uh, companies. And companies. Yes. Um, at one point, FTR hit a double sharpshooter with with uh, Brian Cage and Khan at the same time. And that was, like, super cool. So it's... Well, not just that. Sean Spears came in. Yes, he did. And pulled uh, 
I can't remember his name. The guy King, that, yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Well, the manager for the uh, embassy over the ropes and put him in a sharpshooter as well. So there's three sharpshooters going on yes. in the ring. Paying some is, respects. Yeah. To the greatest Canadian wrestler, of course. The Canadian bulldog. <laughs> the Canadian bulldog. Fact check that, Randy. <laughs> Canadian Bulldog. Yep, that's it. One of these days. Moving we, on. One of these days, we got to have Jade Koth <laughs> on, and he's going to like, I'm going to have to go through all these recordings and have him fact check everything. He came over the other day, and he says, I don't know why you guys keep telling me I'm supposed to be like the fact checker guy. Yeah, it's it's an involuntary, like, you're just, that's your job. It's like every time you do a project, Jade, and I have to pull some magical artsy bullshit out of my ass. And yeah, and you're like, what do you think about this? So, so what do you think about that? Yeah. So what do you think Canadian about that? Canadian Bulldog. You're our fact checker. Uh, but that's going to, oh no, that won't roll out or round out. Uh, no, no, Rampage. no. Because uh, in the end, obviously like I said, Spears gets the uh, C4 and a con. He, he gets the win. Got to give some Canadian love to the Canadian perfect 10. Yes. Yes. Um, I think they were then, in his hometown too. Or maybe just because he's Canadian. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Maybe it's just because he's Canadian. But then uh, the kingdom comes out and introduces themselves being Maria Canellis, Mike Bennett, and Matt Taven. Yes, although they were short one person, and I can't remember for the life of me what his name was. Uh, but he was in uh, he was in Impact. They just finished their contract with Impact a couple weeks ago, and I know Matt Tavern was rumored to be uh, like WWE bound. Like there's a lot of people saying that WWE was super interested in him. Uh, I believe Maria Maria Canellis has been in WWE before. I want to say yes. Um, but, yeah, they debuted, and they told FTR that you guys call yourself top guys. However, you've never wrestled us, and they introduced themselves, said they are the kingdom, um, and everybody started jumping FTR, Sean Spears, and Gates of Agony, and uh, Brian Cage joined in, beating the hell out of them. Warjo came out. It was just a nice big brawl at the end of it. Uh, but the kingdom's an interesting faction to come into AEW. Uh, do you know, you, I, there's just a lot of history between them and a lot of AEW. Yeah. Stars. You were talking about it a, a little bit earlier to me, uh, explain now, a little bit about some of the backstory between some of these people in AEW and this group. Now, of course this is all, you know, internet and anybody can edit a Wikipedia article. So Please bear with me. The dates might be off or they, you know, but going back to like 2012, uh, it was Adam Cole. God, see, I can't even remember, but Adam Cole, Jay Lethal and a bunch of other AEW stars have something to do with this kingdom. Adam Cole was in the kingdom at one point. It had to do with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish uh, double crossing or getting double crossed by uh, by Adam Cole. Uh, and with Adam Cole being out and with Bobby Fish being gone, Kylo O'Reilly being here and not really a lot going on with the elite right now, like almost nothing going on with the elite. I mean, that's a it's a it's a really interesting faction to bring in. It is. It, it, it has a lot of history with a lot of AEW stars. A lot of storylines can mm-hmm. be built upon it. You have two brand new talents to AEW plus Maria Canellis. Everything I've ever seen her in, she's been great in. Uh, she's very charismatic. Like it's, a, I think it's really, really good for AEW. Yeah, and good for just the women of AEW. Oh yeah, 
Again, another person to just make that women's division a little bit broader, mm-hmm. a little bit bigger, bring more experience in. Absolutely. I'm still waiting for Lana. I think it's going to happen. I think it would be a great idea. Somebody who, again, but, has had a good run, but not at his full potential, Miro. But you got to bring him back first before you can't just bring Lana back. Like, that's the problem is where the hell's Miro at? Where's he? Like, he was sprinkled and then all of a sudden House of Black goes gone now where's Miro yeah I was kind of hoping then this is crazy too but that maybe Miro would like run the House of Black you were saying that even before House of Black ended up kind of having not a falling out with not I guess not a falling out it's a terrible way to sure say it, yeah Malachi but, Black needed some personal time and, and that's Buddy cool, Matthews but, stepped away yeah um so like kinda, maybe that's what the direction that they were going but then uh, I thought I, I uh what's her face Julia Hart. Julia Hart was on AEW Unrestricted, uh-huh. uh, and she had commented on when Lana tweeted at her about "Get your hands off my husband." Right. She even thought like maybe this is going to be happening, but she and she was like, "That'd be awesome." She thought she was ready for it. She was expecting to hear an announcement about her being part of AEW shortly Aww. afterwards because she thought it was kind of like maybe it's an angle maybe Lana's just kind of setting like anything else just planting a seed sure that's the greatest thing about Twitter like you see an opportunity and I could talk shit to one person and be like oh I remember I saw you two years ago sure. running your mouth about me and then that's a, that's a storyline right there when she was the the voice for Miro in WWE oh so good. it was just a great run and it was really cool and she had this you know like super like Russian like gimmick and all this and it's she's from Gainesville you know is she really yeah <laughs> Gainesville's just about an hour north of yeah. where we are yeah but yeah hopefully that will happen but Maria Canellis and the two of them they they basically kind of stood there for a few moments and um I can't recall let me see if I can find out it it was the um Gates of Agony and Brian Cage that basically right. came up behind FTR beat them up after um the kingdom introduced themselves and that further proved that the embassy and the kingdom are one together, pretty much. At least for the time being. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of... I mean, because they just came from... Uh, I don't think they were the kingdom in... Uh, no, they weren't. They were the uh, Honor No More in Impact, because they just came from Impact. Okay. Uh, and I believe there was a fourth individual that was in Honor No More. Uh, might have also been in the kingdom. Yeah. Very new to me. I, I'm, I have not, I'm not hip to Impact Wrestling right now. But really excited to see them. Wasn't it um, that guy that Danhausen used to fight all the time? Uh, Effie? No, no. <laughs> Dan the Dad. <laughs> that was an honor no more. He always had like um, something over like PCO. Some, yeah, PCO. Wasn't I think they were. Ta- I think they were a tag team in ROH. Yeah, but didn't he, he have something to do with honor no more? Yeah, yeah, because he was former Ring of Honor uh-huh. guys. I think he's still in Impact. I believe they extended his contract. Oh, okay. Don't blame him there. I can't believe he's still wrestling. Oh, yeah. He's an old head. Yeah. He's an old head. (laughs) So that will finish off AEW Rampage and AEW Rampage. And that'll lead us right into WWE. We're doing a little bit different doing WWE last because we have, uh, I don't know, I feel like the news of the week of what's going on in wrestling talk is kind of at the end of WWE SmackDown. Correct. Uh, But we start off. By seeing Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux 
Bad duel. Bad duel. They were involved in an accident. There's oh. been a lot of car accidents on, on WWE programming lately. <laughs> Since the, trips took over. In the background, in the yeah. foreground. Yeah. Uh, but they got into an unfortunate car accident. Karrion Cross seemed like he was hurt pretty good. And lo and behold, probably the other person drawing, driving the other vehicle, Drew McIntyre, <laughs> ran from behind the vehicle to attack. Now, my first question is, does that mean Drew... If they're implying that Drew McIntyre was in the truck that crashed into Karrion Cross, does that mean he got out of his truck through the passenger seat? Because the way that it was was yeah, I saw you it. know corner to corner. Yeah, that would mean he had to have gotten out of his uh, truck through the passenger seat, and then was standing behind his truck long enough for cameras, <laughs> referees, and medical personnel to show up, and then and only then did Drew McIntyre rush in a full sprint. <laughs> being chased by a f- WWE officials attack Karrion Cross. I didn't even understand. I didn't even think it was Drew McIntyre I that was think, driving because I was so confused. I don't even think you were in the room, but I caught like the last five seconds of it and I had to go back and rewatch it. And it was just, okay, it was as lunatic as I thought it was. Yeah. I think that's what they were applying. Scarlett had one drop of blood on her forehead. Did she? I didn't even yeah, see her. Yeah, it was like one little drip. And but. that was how SmackDown started. Which um, I kind of enjoy the, the the little backstage elements they're putting in. Different. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. Uh, but that ran into. I almost read the wrong notes. That almost ran into Renee uh, interviewing <laughs> Swerve in Our Glory. Um, <laughs> Whoa, we're getting that forbidden door we've been talking about. We went into a match of Sammy King. Sammy King. Oh my Sammy God. Kingston. <laughs> Sammy, Sammy Zayn versus on, Kofi King. Excuse me. Honorary Oos. Honorary Oos. Sammy, Sammy Zayn. Zayne. Uh, took on Kofi Versus Kingston. New with, Day's Kofi Kingston. I'm with, sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I'm yeah, all over the place. Give the respect. I'm all over the place. I thought I collected. We, we took like a 20, 30 minute pause in between uh, certain things, not to break down the fourth wall of podcasting, but it's all recorded. It's all bullshit. You have no idea how many times we have screwed up and I went back and edited it out because it is just too funny. Oh my God. We've saved a lot of them now. <laughs> we have one of these rainy days. I'm going to get really, really sick and I'm going to be in the room. And nobody's going to bother me for hours on end. And I'm going to put together all our little bloopers we have. And I'm going to make Jamie look a lot worse than I am. But back for, now, into, for now, we're just Honorary Ooze. Honorary Ooze, Sami Zayn took on Kofi Kingston. Yes. In a one-on-one match. In a one-on-one match. Which is Sami Zayn getting his money. The guy. Unreal. The guy. 100%. Unreal. It doesn't matter Roman what you Reigns do with this guy. is the head of the table, but... The man who runs the house, Sami Zayn. Sammy. 100%. All goddamn day. SmackDown's number one star. Uh, ended up getting the win uh, only because Jay... Jay actually helped this time. Helped. Well, he still had to redeem himself for Monday night, not yeah. letting the honorary Us get that win. Well, what was interesting was um, New Day came out. Kofi did his thing. Uh, Sami Zayn got a phone call from Roman Reigns mm-hmm. and then eventually asked to talk to Jay and now all of a sudden Jay's more on board with helping right. Sammy. So he did help. I think um, well, I think uh, Big Dog might have given Little Dog a little bit of an mm-hmm, ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Um, woof, he gave woof. a s- just incredible super kick to... Uh, yeah, that was bad. That was Xavier bad. Woods. Oh, yeah, outside the ring. Oh, Woo! absolutely incredible. Thought you were going to find pieces of that man's face all yeah. across the map. <laughs> Caused a stupendous distraction and then ultimately kicked Kofi to help Sammy finally pick up 
that win. Yeah, so maybe he will get talked him. down to the next time Roman sees him. Kofi got him into a nice little package yeah. and was going for the pin. And Jay jumped up on the apron and kicked Kofi in the ass, which allowed the momentum to shift to Sammy's way and was able to get the one, two, three. And it was interesting because I don't think Sammy realized it because he kicked Kofi in the ass and not. I don't think he actually hit Sammy. So I don't think Sammy realizes that Jay helped him hmm. because later on they were talking and he and Jay was basically, you know, talking shit like, oh, the only reason you won was because I helped you. And Sammy's like, what are you talking about? And then they got interrupted. So, again, I think I love just building. More you know content. how you know how I like planting seeds with yeah. wrestling. I think it's just more. I think Johnny Appleseed up in this bitch, just <laughs> dropping seeds just everywhere. Planting. Maybe oh, we're yeah. going to get a one on one match. I think this is going to be what dissolves. The Usos Tag Team Championship. I think this rift between Sammy and Jay is just going to get too big for the bloodline. And either the bloodline is going to have to make a decision between Sammy or Jay, which, I mean, that's putting a wedge between an honorary Us. Mm -hmm. Family. And a a legit Us. Family, you know? An honorary Us, though. This is Sammy. I know, but is blood... Let's let's be real here. You're Roman Reigns. Is blood thicker than t-shirt ink? No. Then there you go. That's your answer. <laughs> let's, let's be if real blood here. is not if blood is not thicker <laughs> than t-shirt it's ink, not. then I'm sorry. <laughs> not for Roman Reigns. You, so if you are the head of the table, you are Roman Reigns, okay? And you're sitting at the head of the table, okay? <laughs> you're going to have Listen, these, hear me out. It's going to be a weird looking he's table got with like, a redhead dude. <laughs> he's got like, I don't know, like a bourbon or something. He's got something fancy. A he's got bourbon? maybe like a shrimp cocktail, okay? And he's sitting Are at we still the head about Sammy's hair? of the table. No, we're not talking about Sammy's hair. You're talking about Sammy's hair. Shrimp cocktail. Roman is sitting there, shrimp cocktail and a bourbon, okay? And he's at the <laughs> head of the table. And God, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so gross. And he has oh. a decision between... <laughs> God damn it. He has a decision between picking... Jay Uso, which I understand is his family, real life. Familia. La familia. La familia. Different different race. <laughs> Still family. Or uh nationality. Jay Uso mm-hmm. or honorary Us, Sami mm-hmm. Zayn. Right. You're really gonna tell me he's gonna pick Jay? You're gonna tell Jay- me he's picked Sammy? Jay sucks. Just all around. Regardless Wrestler, it's person. Regardless if they suck. Person. Or not. Person. <laughs> person. Real life. Kayfabe. Well, we'll find out. I think this is what's going to be. This is what's going to make the Usos pick. lose their title. This is an and then easy I think pick it's going to be Jay cocktail versus Roman Reigns. <laughs> it's going to be Jay versus, versus Jimmy. Jay versus Jimmy. Ooh. And you're not going to know who. And he's going to fight on behalf of Sammy for Roman's love. What promo are you watching? I know this is like a D and D session. This is like a. It's like a you know. Soap opera. This is a soap opera. <laughs> that is true. Opera. It is it is the longest running soap opera. Shop opera. Uh after that uh, we had Strowman uh, Braun Strowman came out and again and again and I finally I called this like two, three weeks ago. I'm gonna pretend like you didn't do that. Two, three weeks ago I called it that they are setting up Strowman versus almost because they were having to do the most identical things yeah. of coming out and smashing two dudes until their brains leaked out of their yep. ears and then we don't even know their strong. names it doesn't matter they finally it's funny because there's <laughs> there's like articles on dirt sheets of who they are just to give them some type of recognition but Braun Strowman came out made an absolute fool out of two individuals three quarters of the way through almost came walking through the crowd like some 
I don't even know, like just like the shield, just like John Moxley, and just way less stood, intimidating though. Stood in odd. that in in the candid position of I'm a wrestler, but I'm not part of the show tonight. So I'm here just watching. Yeah. So I'm right here where everybody stands as a wrestler. And then Camera there's angle, no down seats. by his knees. There's no seats. There's no security guards. Nobody's worrying about this random yep. person just, just standing MVP. there. MVP and almost. <laughs> and I mean, they they said they're setting up for almost yeah. versus Strowman. They looked at each other. And I don't like it. I don't either. Just because they're both tall and big. I, and, and we like big meaty men we, here at and I was about and to say, I was about to touch on that. <laughs> I said that earlier. I love me some big meaty men. Yeah. And not that I have anything against Strowman or... Almost, I just... We don't, though? I mean, I think I think <laughs> Almost is only on WWE programming because he's large. Yeah. Like, he's Which such Vince, a massive Vince individual. Loved. And I think he has potential, but he has not shown any good on-mic potential. Strowman, I feel, is a good performer, mm-hmm. but I feel like his hype that WWE has on him is not way there. blown out of proportion. Yeah. I don't feel, and that's not a takeaway from Strowman. He's a great performer. He's a he's that level of performer. I mean, look at his look at his his appearance. Like yeah. he is an elite athlete in that sense. But uh-huh. I just I feel like, and I don't know what you could have done with with Strowman. But I feel like having this clash of titans, which I guarantee it's going to have some title of that. It's going to sure. be on. I guarantee it might even be on Crown Jewel. I was going to say that's something like a Crown. Uh, you know, Jewel. it's going to be a huge match and. How are they going to settle that? It's in, it you know, just feels like it's going to win the that most... one and come off as a, like a, a champion in that perspective. Yeah. Like, I feel like you have to just have like a DQ loss. Like you can't just let one of them win. And they've done just, this before. It they... just totally smashes the other one. It's just a bad idea. They've you know? done this before with countless big, big men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it ends up being, you know, the ring implodes. Yeah. Or they both get knocked oh. out or it has to be Nobody a to tables match. And it's, the you know. I, I, I liked the idea of like Chad Gable fighting Braun Strowman and then Chad. I actually was... really enjoyed that match. Yeah. Chad. Uh, I don't know if you were there when, when that Raw happened. Um, but Chad was t- or at SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown. I don't know if you were there, but Chad Gable was talking about when Braun Strowman debuted in NXT. His first match was against yeah. Chad Gable. Yep, I did see. So it on doing Twitter something later. like that is like super cool. You have two people who have like different, uh, like totally different looks. Mm-hmm. They're both big dudes, but like in their own perspectives, right? Um, different uh, move sets, different you know athleticisms. It would be cool to have a rivalry like that. So right. to just take the obvious like two big dudes and be like, you two are fighting each other. And that's what I, I feel I don't like know what is. the I don't know what the end game is. But for that. to be honest with you, we have been with, with especially with the Triple H regime. Um, it has been refreshing because they haven't done the cliche thing. So maybe we're looking at something that may be just in the infancy of its yeah maybe stages. there's a bigger picture and something's gonna somebody's gonna and interrupt been, that. And that's surprise, the picture, surprise, you know? ladies and gentlemen, we have been wrong before. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you can't predict it. And and for me personally, I've been a wrestling fan. We were talking about this today. I've been a wrestling fan since I was like three years old watching Sting. So for me, like some sometimes you just from a mile away, you see things coming and you're like, man, I don't want to see that. Like, you know, that doesn't sound like it's good. Or maybe you do see things and you're excited about it. For me, what I love about wrestling is when it gets you and you expect something and then it doesn't happen that way. And you're like, that was great. Like. I didn't expect that. Like right. the perfect example of that, and this is not WWE related, but was when John Moxley and Brian Danielson were fighting, 
and originally the whole idea behind the uh, the match was that the, you know they were supposed to be like fighting each other right but then brian was like what if we work together and john was like well you have to shed blood with me we'll talk about it right so just like the whole idea of when you saw the two like brian danielson it's, was it's coming in john moxley was having matches and brian was like waiting in the back right and just like watching it. So you were like, oh, cool. This is building up a rivalry. When in all reality, it wasn't a rivalry at all. It was a great way to show. It was more than a fight. Both are able to fight each other. Right. Here comes William Regal. Now we have the was best, the... one of the best factions in wrestling. Oh, yeah. Right, right now. now. You know, and it's, sure. it's something you don't expect. And that's what I love. So hopefully they have something good planned because they haven't really let me down since Triple H has been in charge. Right. No, no, no. He's been doing So we'll see. But eh. Yeah, I'm not super excited about it. I could have done without that. Uh, after that, we had L.A. Knight taking on Mansoor, 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 Mansoor. I have Mansoor typed because it's autocorrect. Uh, Mansoor. He was wearing my grandma's furthers, picnic table yeah, in shorts. Uh, this just pushes L.A. Knight into back into his NXT character. Yep, super uh, definitely heel. looks like he's going heel. Uh, like talking to everybody, swamp breathing. Yeah, he really did. He had a Stone Cold esque like promo. Fuck you. Fuck. This is what I'm here to do. I'm putting the entire backstage. Yep. Like not a a cocky like cocky but not in a like without reason yeah it was totally justified it, it was i'm i'm he went from being one of my less interested in characters to one of more my more interested characters i was stone cold head i know you are too uh, but that promo he came out with like he insulted the crowd half heel but still had like i don't know i just really enjoyed it i enjoyed it too so, so it was a good way to, to like break up that faction proof for sure that, you know, uh, he's out of the picture right. and he's now L.A. Knight. So. But honestly, you can take maximum male models and still keep them as a viable tag team. I, I hope they do. And I know that's ridiculous. And I know you're like, whatever, I could do without it. But I don't like the gimmick, really. It's, it's just a personal thing. It's funny to me. It's something, again, it's, oh, it's interesting. Uh, we grew up in a time where WWE had really funny skits and stupid things that happened. Talking about Cold Stone dust. Cold. Stone Cold's a great one. Like, he literally set traps and, like, hid so Shane McMahon could, like, I know. be so spooked good. by him and, like, made just so many, like, jokes. Yeah. And that was a good time. So I feel like that's, like, reminiscent of it. It's so stupid. It's they come great, out though. with the Back to School collection. Oh, it's so good. But they Won't sell it. Won't be out it. until next year. But they sell it so well. The two of them but are just... They've got the look. They hold the pose. Like, they really do. Oh, they do it great. Well. But I 100% buy into hating him. Like, I'm doing exactly what WWE I was going to say, that's what, that's what you're supposed uh, I know. to do. No, I, that's what I mean. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying it only because I hate them so much. Yeah. They are the most ridiculous thing. And I love silly wrestling, but it just, it, it's 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 like Chris Jericho. I was going to say, yep. J, the JAS makes me laugh with yep, stupid shit like idea. that. Yeah, same idea. Yeah. All right, so what happens after that? We had Roxanne Perez take. Uh, actually, I was. Ugh, let me go back there. Roxanne Perez debuts on WWE TV. Yes. Besides NXT. Yes. Uh, to ask Rachel Raquel Rodriguez to face Cora Jade, uh, which uh, apparently Bailey didn't find. Yes. Too happy. We was not too so happy about. The, it's just, like a setup before the match happens. Everybody's in the back and. She comes out um, and basically asks Raquel if she would be willing to fight Cora Jade. She's picking a com uh, a contender for a match against Cora Jade. And right. then Cora Jade is coming to Raw to pick a match for... I'm so sorry. What's her name again? Uh, Raquel. 
No, Roxanne Perez. Roxanne Perez. Well, Thank you so be- much. Because she's her former tag former Right, tag Cora Jade double-crossed her on NXT and attacked her after they won the championship. Right. Basically said, this is not what I want, and fuck these belts, and then threw them into the trash, which was reminiscent of uh, Medusa. I think it was Medusa? That when she went to N- went from WWF to NXT, or NXT, WWF to WCW, she was the champion, and on not live TV... Uh, at WCW threw the belt in the trash. Um, but yeah, she, uh, Cora Jade double-crossed Roxanne Perez and basically vacating the titles. Right. And this is the resolution of all that. Yes, which I believe is going down at Halloween Havoc. Right, right. So they were able to pick each other's opponents. Um, and Raquel was like, sure, she was totally on board. And then they ended up... Uh, well, Bailey came through and was like, well, why didn't you ask us? Yeah. She's like, well, you're kind of on a losing streak lately, so... <laughs> And that set up this match. Yep, that set up the next match, which ironically they lost. Yes, yeah. Uh, it <laughs> I mean, damage of... control is just on a consistent win. Yeah. I mean, if if you breathe, Bailey's there. Like, oh my it's god! Unbelievable, like the amount of TV time the three of these people. These but it's women so good. Had. Again, Triple H. It's good. Bailey is good as a heel. You Triple know? H really taking the helm of the women's department. Women's department, the women's division, and yeah. really starting to add some good flavor. Yeah. Adding some some uh, somebody. I saw somebody the other day uh, say something that you know WWE went from having a single women's match last for forty seconds and maybe a promo to having you know these ty- these matches be main eventing yeah. the shows and opening shows and having and they're, more they're than great. one segment. And they are. They really yeah. are great. And thank God. Maybe it's just because Bailey's back and it's breathing more life into it with with uh, Dakota Kai and Eoskai. Eos, Eos uh, maybe it's it's that. Maybe it's Triple H actually utilizing the women's division mm-hmm. with for what they are and how they can, you know, you're not, and this is not a dig on Natalia, but you're not putting Natalia in championship matches at pay-per-views sure. and not that Natalia is not a great performer, but she's ran her course. She's like, yeah. putting the belt on her right now would just be like, eh, it'd be a waste of time. But a, the last time she came out, they had her fight Ronda Rousey and mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey whooped her. And yep. it was great because that's a good opportunity to take somebody like that and push Ronda Rousey by being like, Oh, well, I mean, she made Natalia tap. Right. So it, it's, it, it is, it's good. It's those things that you don't expect. Unfortunately, somebody like Ronda has the belt, Whole different opinion, whole right. different story, but um, the Which, women's division definitely getting some time. So on both, on both in both companies, really, there was right. a time where both companies were just women's division was boring, just, oh yeah, just lackluster. So both are are getting a lot better for sure. So damage control got the win over Raquel Rodriguez, Roxanne Perez, and Shotzi, who we haven't said a lot about. Uh, she came back a couple weeks ago. She's Sorry about that whistle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she came back. She's been doing her tank entrance. She's been getting a lot of hype. I know Triple H has been one that's been behind her, so it's good to see her come back after yep. her injury with a lot of steam. Um, she's been doing a lot of tag teams with Raquel Rodriguez. Yeah. Raquel Rodriguez? Yeah, they make a great team. Yeah. and Much uh, better pairing than Aaliyah. And I like Aaliyah. Well, unfortunately, Aaliyah also just came out the other she day. Where she has a few injuries that she has to get through, so I'm sure we will see her return at some point, but not... I don't think she ever gave a timetable as to when she'll come be gotcha. come back. But well, at least for the time being, back. Raquel and Shotzi have been a great team. Right, right. I'm very. I, I didn't pick up the win here, but still, still a great a great match. Yep. Uh, we also had Legado del Fantasma ended up defeating Hit Row after they ended up attacking Hit Row last week after they just came out because Hit Row came out. Yeah. Uh, well, was they a good match in WWE. Well, yeah, they debuted, this but is their debut match, you know, the, the, their debut match, right. Um, Apparently they had some heat between each other in NXT. 
Yeah, we're not. We got to get hip on. We're not NXT, NXT heads. We, we're going to have to get hip on NXT, especially since the rumor is they're pushing NXT as a third brand, not as a developmental territory. Mm-hmm. Which I can't see why they wouldn't, because they have a lot of great talent in NXT. You can see a lot of NXT talent bleeding into Raw and SmackDown, and they are also bringing Raw and SmackDown talent into NXT. And it's smart. That's exactly what Tony Khan's doing. Oh yeah. I mean, He's a, he's the perfect example of how well that can be done. You can have them intertwine. And, you know, people on Twitter are people on Twitter. And wrestling fans can be the best and the worst. But I, I personally think it's fantastic when you bring in Gates of Agony. And you bring in Brian Cage. And you bring in Claudio. And all those people can be, or former, but all right. those people can be, you know, ROH people win the belt and, and go to different promotions. It just mm-hmm. brings more hype for it. So... There, there are talks about Tony Khan getting to a point where he's figuring out the actual show for ROH to happen. I've seen some rumors about maybe it happening after um, Rampage. Yeah, they've been so doing Rampage a lot more happen, live Rampage. Maybe ROH afterwards. I would love to see another another uh, show with AEW. Maybe not even with AEW stars. Maybe ROH. I would really enjoy. I, like, really interested in that. Yeah. Really interesting. Me too. So I think that's exactly what Triple H is doing. And and that's interesting too. So. All right. So we have uh, the main event for the night was supposed to be Karrion Cross versus Ricochet versus Solo Sokoa and Sheamus for the number one contenders match uh, for the Intercontinental title, which is Gunther. Yes. Yes. Uh, Sheamus having a history with Gunther. Correct. Which was my first question was why is Sheamus here? But it showed later in the match that there's a reason why Sheamus was there and it wasn't to win. It wasn't to further that storyline. It was to just push how well, how good of a wrestler he is and he makes everybody else look better. But So it was great. But yes, before we go too far, because of the car accident earlier, Karrion Cross was no longer eligible. So they gave us like five seconds. Well, yeah, he wasn't able to fight the match. He had the blood on him. He had the bleeds. He made it, yeah, uh, Drew McIntyre made him bleed his own blood. Now, previous in the, in SmackDown, one of the first segments, uh, Rey Mysterio was seen talking to Triple H about yes. the whole thing with Dominic and all that. Um, so they went to the back to discuss things, and lo and behold, I guess they struck a deal. Well, yeah, because he said he was going to quit. He said he was going to quit. He said, I quit. And he said, well, hold on. Let's let's go talk about this. Come yeah. on, Ray. Like Trips was trying to, you know, convince to, him to oh, Yeah, which is understandable. Uh, but because Karrion Cross was not able to compete, his replacement was... Booyaka, booyaka. Booyaka, booyaka. Ray Mysterio, who comes running out and put on a pretty good match. I mean, not bad for an almost 50-year-old dude that's been in the business for 30 years that's mm-hmm. wrestling dudes that are like almost half his age yeah right but it was he a good a great match. back and forth with ricochet i really enjoyed that oh yeah it's always good when you see two jumpy jumpy uh, yeah wrestlers jumpy jumpy flippy 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 jump jump wrestlers. ricochet had the had the nerve to stop a 619 i know he skirt. caught him has nobody ever thought of doing that just yeah. put your arms up and grab him like <laughs> you ever watched wrestling and you've seen like a, a reversal and you just go why has Duh. no one else done that? Yeah. You got one arm just like flopping, like you're just like uh-huh. pumping your arm, like it hurts so much. You ever thought of just poking a dude in the eyeball or punching him in the face? For or? sure. That's what I love about Orange Cassidy, because when people are up on the top rope, he just goes, nah. He, he just, just rolls, rolls out of the ring. It's great. Like, duh. Why wouldn't everybody do that? I, I told you, that's my that's my next wrestling gimmick. Yeah. The, the, the guy that just understands the ring. He is the fourth wall. 
<laughs> he decides what he doesn't and does understand. Um, but we had, yeah, it was a four-way match for the Intercontinental title match. For, for the number one contender number one contendership. For I the can, Intercontinental. IR word, good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, Rey Mysterio ended up picking up the win. and Surprisingly. Didn't, and, was not expecting it. And him versus Gunther. Like, can we talk about that for a second? No. He's going to get chopped so hard. Oh, he's going to get split in two. shit kicked out of him. <laughs> I don't... If if I had to bet on it, don't think he's going to drop the title to Rey Mysterio. No. No, right after all that was Sheamus. No. no I way. don't know. But, well, what happened during that match that had involved Sheamus? Do you not remember? No, what what happened? Well, Solo Sokoa was in the match. Yes. Jay... And Sammy tried to get involved in the match, mm. only to be thwarted. Ah, oh, yes, by the brawling... By the brawling brutes. brutes. So, the brawling brutes and the bloodline were attacking each other outside of the ring, and that's what gave Rey Mysterio and Ricochet the opportunity to have the one-on-one so that Rey could pick up this, the win. So, I'm sure... Do you think? Come Monday morning... Yes. The Usos and Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa are not going to be very happy... With the brawling brutes, yeah, who are having banger after, after banger, banger after banger. Do you think that this could be a possible setup for after Logan Paul that Roman Reigns would fight Sheamus? Because hmm. I don't see Logan Paul getting the win. If Logan Paul gets the win in Saudi, I will have to rethink my entire wrestling fan <laughs> career. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a rough one. <clears throat> Do I think Sheamus is? Okay, do you are you saying do I think Sheamus is a contender for the championship? Or do you are you saying that he is just the next in line for Roman? Uh, uh, both, honestly, like could this be leading up to Sheamus versus Roman and does Sheamus have that. what it takes to take down Roman Reigns? I don't see that. I could see them having a match. I don't see Sheamus winning it from Roman. No, that would be kind of strange, especially since he can't beat Gunther. That's what I mean. But to be honest with you, no. I, I could see them having a match. Um, maybe not a huge, huge pay-per-view match. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I you've heard my praise about Sheamus, but I feel like Sheamus is about eight years uh, Roman Reigns' elder. Yeah. And I think he, he might be for a world title run still one more time. Not but right it would now. be one of those, like, end of the year, or I'm sorry, end of the career uh, last hurrah sure. title match against somebody else. I don't think it's going to be taken from the guy who has had the that those two titles for one of the biggest seven hundred and thirty days. One hundred, one almost. of the biggest reigns of all yeah. time. So, who has what it takes to take it from Roman Reigns at this point? The only person that would logically make sense right now would probably be Brock Lesnar, but I feel like that would just smell like a stale fart yeah. in a bakery. Yeah. I just, I don't I thought think it maybe would go Seth, well. I thought maybe that's what they were gearing up for, but now that he has okay. the United States Championship. Well, we did forget to speak about one thing about SmackDown, and I think this okay. might be our answer right Oh, here. you think? We finally, after SmackDown teased... Bray Wyatt up next for yeah. like four or five goddamn and he wasn't times. Which up I, next. WWE, what the fuck? Like I, I was like <laughs> so irritated. Like obviously it doesn't really matter, and it's just a ploy to get me to continue watching. But I was so yeah. irritated that WWE at least two to three times said that Bray Wyatt is up next. And at one point they have like a little bit of a review of what happened at uh, 
Extreme Rules, but it wasn't. They waited until the absolute last. Bray Wyatt finally comes out to the WWE. Yeah. He steps in the just ring. Just as Bray Wyatt. Just as Bray Wyatt walks in the ring with a microphone and he cuts a promo that I believe 100% every word that came out of that man's mouth in that ring, into that microphone, to those fans with those tears in his eye, 100% guarantee that it was all legitimate emotion, legitimate everything. Sure. But I absolutely loved that they did all this. They gave him his five to seven minutes yep. of you do your thing, Bray. Say what you need to say. He and got he on a level. Choked. He he was choking up the whole time. He was on the level as a human being, not as Bray Wyatt, the wrestler, not as the fiend, not as anything, yeah. not as Husky Harris. It was just Bray Wyatt, Mike Rotunda's son, just standing in a ring, talking to people that kept the faith in his art. And if you're an artist, you understand how much when somebody appreciates your art, you know how much that means. And for people to actively look for you and actively hope that you're back, it must have been such a humbling experience and such a like a, a good feeling. And he let everybody in the crowd know that he let the entire WWE universe know that. And I <laughs> and but just like how he is true to his art and true to his craft he took what was one of probably the most emotional uh promos of wrestling this year if not the past 10 years if not the past 20 years and utilized it to further the character that he is by having the lights cut off in the middle of him talking like he was balls deep everybody in the crowd was in an absolute hush there wasn't a word being spoken and they cut the lights and they cut this promo by a masked man and that's how they ended smackdown Mm -hmm. and i got even now thinking about it gives me fucking goosebumps when we were watching it it was fucking chilling but it It was was. great it was so well done wwe hit his return so good oh yeah they couldn't have done a better job no, I was I was so surprised when he came out as just Bray Wyatt with a microphone. Yeah, it was really cool, and I didn't know what to expect. None of us really did, but he basically came out and said that you know everybody having faith in him saved his life, and you know he like you said he appreciated everybody being there, and it, you could tell it was for sure genuine. Right. Again, he was like super choked up. He even referenced deciphering the clues with the white rabbit, you know, looking for my little traces everywhere. So you knew mm-hmm. that I was still there. Yeah, it was and like again, breaking the fourth wall down. He met, he fucked breaking building the, wall. the character. He up. melted that fucking fourth yeah. wall and combined it into everything else. Like it was the great. There's always that the blurred line yeah. of of reality and kayfabe. Yeah, and. That was blurred hard. It's so hard to do in this day and age Mm -hmm. with social media, with everybody being aware of everybody doing everything that they've ever done in their entire life, constantly being on on the internet and internet sleuths looking into this shit. Bray's wanted to be so quiet, though. And it was so good. It was like he sat there and said, I know that I'm going to be back. I just need to bide my time. And And he did. It was two years. I'm so excited to see the the new coming of Bray Wyatt. Uh, yeah. And if this is going to, oh, excuse me, if this is going to be two different characters, you've got Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. and you have maybe the fiend, maybe not the fiend, maybe it, something new, maybe something old. It came off like very cultist. Yeah. Like cult leader oh, it's though. it's so good. Cult leader. Like, um, I have to reference the great Dan Housen again. Um, 
he wanted you to be on his side. You know, he told you his story. But he, he made you he made empathetic towards, you know, him. him. He made you it like to, you to felt like a, you needed to pity him. Yeah, he was choked up and I'm not going to lie. For a minute and I was a little bit choked up. And yeah. I'm like, damn, like he gets you with the character. But at the same time, there's that like evil side where you're like, right. oh, you have to watch he out for him. He made it seem him. like we needed him as much as he needed us. Yes. And that's that's like literally Busted me sitting Jim on Jones the couch. Cultist. Yeah, that's like me you sitting know? on the couch with no interaction with Bray in my entire life just going this man saw my tweets. Uh, my right. like one or two tweets about him and saw that I was I thought about his art or I thought about him exactly. and, and he and, and like now I you want to follow it harder, you 100% know. 100% sure that that was pure from the heart. Because, it, you know, like I said, as an artist, when you have people like appreciate that and and enjoy what you create, it is a feeling that there's like no other. But to be able to utilize that in your art. Oh, my God. It's like unbelievable. It, that breaks the walls of so it much must shit. Be unbelievable. So, yeah, WWE finished SmackDown with a hell of a banger mm-hmm. with a hell of a like and it wasn't like a thank you. Good night. Like I said, they cut the they cut it. They cut that video. They threw his little upside down moth thing and SmackDown was went over. Went to commercial. SmackDown was over. There was nothing else. It wasn't a thank yeah. you. It wasn't a Michael Cole said nothing. It nope. Was, it, it was amazing. Thirty seconds later, it was Rampage, it and was that great. was it. You know, and it was it was cool because there's no questions that were answered. Just more ended up coming up. Like it, it's it's. I'm super excited. Like Raw, I'm I'm excited for. They've got a lot of stuff going on. If Bray's going to be on SmackDown, I am like 100% on board with SmackDown. Like oh, let's yeah. let's fucking go with SmackDown. Like I love it. I'm yep. I'm fucking Less ready is to more go. Here. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I think that's going to do it for the evening. Yeah. This has been quite a podcast. Had a lot to catch up on. Uh, got a little bit behind, but we are back at it. Yeah, thank and, you. You've uh, gotten this far. Thank you so much for listening. Oh my God, thank you so much for listening. Anyways, yeah, and uh, please listen. We we live tweet. Uh, we live tweet. Uh, Dynamite. We live tweet. So Rampage, fucking hard. Smackdown. Raw. Uh, we're really gonna try to do NXT. So please follow along with us. If you don't follow us already, the Coffee and Wrestling Twitter is at C-A-W Wrestling Pod. Me personally, Jamie, I am at A Bacon Party. I'm at Gunk Dudley. Yeah, we're, we've toyed with playing around with a different name. but I'm so mad at so took, many random twi- Twitter names. Yeah, someone took uh, a name that I thought would have been great. Mark, Mark, Mark. I would, I, it, it's perfect. <laughs> One day I'll have a good Twitter name. I know that's to okay. the great descendants. But. but thank you all for joining us tonight, today, this morning, yesterday. Whenever you're, Whenever you're listening to this. Uh, this will be Monday morning, so tonight we have more Raw. We will see you the next time we decide to record, I guess. That was the most awkward outro I've ever done in my life. I'm sorry. We've been doing this for a while. My butt hurts, and thank you for joining us. Bye.